Hi there, everybody. It is time for Read Rants. It's a day late, but not a dollar short. And we're doing the movie review for today. Today, we're going to review the movie Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Griswold. So stay right there. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for taking the time, downloading, listening. I appreciate all your comments and feedback. Today, we are going to review the movie Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Griswold. I watched this movie probably within the last two weeks, but let's go ahead and start with the major details of the film first. This is a 2018 PG-13, two hour and 14 minute movie. IMDb gives it 6.7 out of 10. It is listed as adventure, family, fantasy, and it gets 37% Rotten Tomatoes. That is Rotten Tomatoes, as in not good, and it is listed as action, adventure, kids, family, science, fiction, and fantasy. Would you expect any less from the tomato meter? Coming up with one, two, three, four, five, six genres for this film. It is starring Eddie Redmayne, Catherine Watterson, Dan Fogler. Also not listed here is Johnny Depp was in this film. Jude Law was in this film. It is directed by David Yates, who I found out directed the last four Harry Potter films. And it's written by J.K. Rowling, who wrote all the Harry Potter books, as you probably know. And this movie is continuing on with what one reviewer calls the Potterverse. Clever, but more specifically, it should be the J.K. Rowlingverse. But then again, that doesn't roll off the tongue quite as lovely, does it? This movie connects variables from Harry Potter, the franchise of Harry Potter, and it is a prequel. This movie connects variables of Harry Potter, and you're intertwined with things and reminded of things from Harry Potter. If you watched all those movies or read all those books, this is actually a prequel, meaning that it is something that happened prior to the lives and times of Harry Potter and his cohort. As you may know, prequels are not to be relied on for the same characters and content. In spite of the fact that we're brought back to Hogwarts, in spite of the fact that we're brought to see, meet a younger version of Dumbledore, things are a little bit different. It's not the same old, same old, because things were done differently. We're introduced to younger versions of the instructors in Harry Potter. We're introduced to younger versions of the people that we see in Harry Potter that are adults. When I say that certain prequels are not that great, let's take the greatest example that I can think of, Star Trek. Star Trek was a great franchise. The original Star Trek, Next Generation. But what were they thinking with Deep Space Nine? Really? And there are some others that are not that great. Also, there were so many spin-offs from that original show. And it's difficult to even watch the original anymore because it's so stinking hokey. Even the next generation sometimes is hokey for me to watch. But I digress. What I 
really adore about this film is it's that genre of magic and fantastical stuff and steampunk all rolled into one. It's this idea of stepping into this other world of different things. Magic actually exists. You can learn it. There are people that are better than others. And then there is the continuous struggle between good and evil. Robert Ebert actually mentioned how Harry Potter and especially Fantastic Beasts is based on racism and bigotry. If you look at it that way, yeah, it is. There are definitely elements of that. And there are definitely elements of good and evil, the struggle between the two. Be warned, this film has an incredibly steep learning curve. I was fumbling for much longer than I thought I should be trying to figure out what character was who. When they were naming characters that weren't in the scene, what did they look like? Who were they? And I think I spent too much time on this in order to really enjoy the movie. I wasn't thrilled with that. And as I read some of the other reviews, a lot of people mentioned how there were too many subplots. It was too convoluted. There were too many things going on. The characters weren't developed. Well, not so much that the characters weren't developed enough. Maybe there was this iceberg of a character or this iceberg of a creature where you see this little bitty tiny little thing above the surface and underneath the surface is this gigantic repository of information, quirks, idiosyncrasies that we never even get to see. Beyond the fact that I found it a little difficult, which I do in all of these films because we're coming up with ideas that don't exist in reality, the names are very bizarre, and we have organizations, things going on that are unfamiliar. So with me struggling with all of this and keeping up with all of this, I missed some of the plot line, I think. Still, there seemed to be too many little side stories going on. There was just a little snippet of this, a little snippet of that. And I wanted to really get more information on the specific parts that we were looking at. It was more or less the whole film was this foreshadow of this and this foreshadow of that. And we don't really get a good feel for the characters. We don't get to love the characters. And maybe this is because it's only the second film. One reviewer or one critic said that they want to live in the world. They don't want to witness it being built. And I can see that viewpoint. I suspect, however, that quite a bit of this movie was lost in the book-to-film conversion. As with many books, there are movies that I have seen that I actually read the book. The most famous example that I've used on the show before is Cujo. There are certain books that you lose a lot. So I'm thinking that maybe all of this is in the book. All of it is explained. Sadly, I must admit that I have not read any of the books by J.K. Rowling, so I don't know what her writing style is. I can tell you when I used to read all of Stephen King's books when I was in high school, he was incredibly descriptive. You found yourself in that world. You understood exactly what was going on. I'm unsure if J.K. Rowling has this 
ability or uses this technique. I would think that she does because the movies that come out, the visual sequences are very, very alluring and attractive. The costumes were great. I love that whole steampunk, the old is new, the new is old, different weird quirky stuff going on. These little things are great. I really enjoy in her writing or in the movies how you can go into this little bitty thing and it's this huge expansive space, sort of like the tent in Harry Potter, sort of like Newt's suitcase in Fantastic Beasts. Even if somebody had read the book and watched the movie, I suspect that they would feel a little shortchanged because if the book does have more detail, the movie won't have the detail. Maybe the person who read both the book and watched the movie can put it in better perspective, but they may be upset because it's not something that is reflected in the film. It's definitely best to watch this movie while you're sober and while you're willing to pay attention because there are so many little nuances, so many little details referring to this character and that character, this happened, that happened, visual stuff. You've got to watch this film. It's not something where you want your attention to be divided. With all that said, I would definitely recommend this movie if you like steampunk, if you like fantasy movies, if you like sci-fi, if you're more of an outer space sci-fi, maybe not so much, but if you're the sci-fi fan who likes special powers, superpowers, magic, something that is set in a period that's not actually a period piece, it's this weird fantastical realm that doesn't exist, but there are little bits and pieces of things that we are familiar with in reality. I would also recommend this movie if you like prequels, if you liked Harry Potter, if you like Spiderwick, The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. This is definitely along the same vein of all of those movies. Hopefully as we see more movies and more books from Fantastic Beasts, I would hope that some of the details are honed in a little more, Better than the shotgun approach, I'd like to see more of a laser-focused rifle sharpshooter approach to some of the elements in this franchise. I still enjoyed watching this movie overall. I'm okay with the fact that I rented it. I'm happy to have watched it for the 2 hours and 14 minutes. My only real regret is that I was unable to watch it more than once. Had stuff going on and it was a big commitment to watch something more than once that was two hours and 15 minutes. So that's pretty much all I've got on this movie. I would say watch it, it gets the seal of approval from me and watch it for the reasons that I had mentioned previously. If you'd like to reach out to me, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is read at fastmail.com. Our home on the web is readrants.com and you can click follow and get podcasts and synopsis delivered directly to your email box. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Reed Rants. And remember, Reed is spelled R-I-E-D. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Until we talk again, take care of you, everybody. Reed Rants, signing off.